Kyle Riley, big dumper. What's going on, Kyle? Happy offseason, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, good. All good. So are you locked in, like, the level of what we're talking about, where you're following free agency and everything going on? Um, do you look at whatever social media and say, all right, what are we doing? Uh, I kind of just – I see the guys who sign and um... – you know, I, I don't really try to keep up with, you know, who's signing where, kind of trying to predict it. And it's uh, it usually never goes the way you think it will. So I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of, you know, hear about it from, you know, whatever's on Instagram or whatever people send me. And that's kind of my reaction. So, If the Mariners make a big acquisition, which I hope they do at some point this offseason, though, and you see it, will you do like one of these? Like, let's go, baby. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, you know, I mean, anytime you get a, you know, big player, you know, somebody that's going to help your team or uh, a veteran or whatever it may be, anytime you get somebody like that, it's always a great reaction. And uh, unless you're trading away, you know, some, some close friends, and then it's kind of a bittersweet moment. So you just lost one. Eugenio Suarez goes to the Diamondbacks. What did he mean to the team? And how sad are you to see him go? Yeah, Gino was, you know, kind of uh, the heart and soul of that, you know, clubhouse. He was he was a great guy. Uh, obviously, you know, he was one of a, you know, fan favorite for sure. And, you know, um, just a great player, just a great person. You know, always happy, always had a smile on your face. I know he helped me out uh, a bunch in the two years that he was there. And, uh, you know, we're sad to see him go, obviously. But um, it's a business at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I think he'll do great in Arizona, definitely a better hitters park, uh, over there. So I, I expect him to have a great year this upcoming year. Um, and you know, people really talk about his, you know, defense. He, he was unbelievable over a third this year. And, um, he, I don't know how he was in the gold book that day, but he was, he was unbelievable making great plays all year. What is, what is, what is, what does the heart and soul mean? Is this dude coming in? Is he like, is he doing everybody's hair? Is he getting, is he coming in like hugs every day? Like explain what that means to the lay fan out there. Yeah. I mean, he just, he's connected throughout the whole locker room. You know, he's, he's always, like I said, always has a smile on his face, always bringing, you know, his, his vibe or his kind of mantra was good vibes only. So he was always bringing really good, you know, energy to the clubhouse. Um, you know, just, just a great guy to be around always, always up, you know, even when, you know, sometimes, you know, how a clubhouse can get down, you know, get on losing streaks. He's always, always positive, you know, always, you know, talking to pitchers, talking to hitters, um, just, just a good guy to have in your clubhouse, you know, veteran guy that's been there, done that, and uh, we're going to miss him for sure. Okay, so someone that would look great in a Mariners clubhouse, Mariners uniform, could be the heart and soul, would be Shohei Otani, the Mariners. There's reports out there the Mariners are out. Explain that to me because there's a huge Asian community in Seattle. You guys have money. It's close to Japan. You slide right into that lineup, hit third or fourth, hit 40 to 50. And, you can uh, protect him. Yeah, you could be his protection. protection. Uh, I mean, it just seems like it'd be a pretty good fit up there in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's it's Shohei. You know, it kind of speaks for himself how good he is. He's unbelievable. Never seen anything, you know, quite like him. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't, you know, I don't get to make the decisions. You know, my job is to go out there and play as hard as I can for one sixty-two and. Um, you know, I think if you ask anybody, everybody would be like, yes, we want Shohei for sure. And, 
you know, uh, you saw this year at the All-Star game how cool it was when guys were chanting his name, telling him from Seattle. And, uh, you know, you've heard rumors that he's been in Seattle in the off-seasons and he loves it there. So it'd be awesome if he came to Seattle. I would love it. I know our whole team would be jacked up and the whole city would, but, uh, you know, that's kind of out of our control. So how do you pit, how do you pitch it to him? I mean, you're you're always you're always the catcher. People are pitching to you. How do you pitch it to Shohei? Because everybody we we have on here this offseason, whether it's writers or shoot, we had coaches on, we have bench coaches. How do you pitch to Shohei? What do you say? Like, hey, yo, this is uh, Shohei. This is big dumper. The only thing I know in Japanese is how to say, I just farted. So, onada data. <laughs> like that, that's the only that's the only pitch that I know how to say to Shohei. But what do you say? You are the guy. You were the 50-plus homers in the first two seasons of your career with the Mariners. How do you pitch it? Are you talking about how I pitch him to come to Seattle? Yeah. He's on the oh, phone. He's like, you, I no, you not how you pitch to him to get him out. When I'm behind the plate. No, no. no, no you're no. on the phone with him, Cal, right? It, like, I, I can, I, I'll give you a little helper, okay? Dude, I know you're not pitching this year. Seeing our pitching staff, it's pretty fire. And then next year, if we need to do a six-man, we are capable for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know, you know, how I'd, I, I mean, I'd probably try to sell the city. The city's amazing up there in Seattle. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think he spent time there in the off seasons from what I've kind of read and gathered. And I think that'd be the number one thing because, you know, uh, you see a lot of people, you know, choose, you know, a lifestyle. When you get, when you get to what he's going to make, I mean, at that point, does it really matter how much extra millions you're making? So, you know, you want to be somewhere where you're comfortable. You want to be somewhere where you uh, you know the fans are going to love you. You're going to like the fans as well. You want to have a place where you and your family can stay and be be comfortable. And I think that'd be the number one sales pitch for sure. Do you do you take him out to eat at a place? And what's the place that you take him out to when he comes to Seattle? Uh, there's a place um, when I got called up. Uh, you say Kikuchi was still with us, and he, his favorite sushi place was a place called I Love Sushi, and um, it sounds kind of cheesy. Name. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a bad sushi spot, but it's unbelievable. It's on the water in Bellevue, and um, all of you know, there's you see they have um, every baseball player that comes in there with the Mariners gets their picture up on the wall, and um, I take them there. It's unbelievable sushi. The the fish up there in Seattle, obviously, is unbelievable. And, uh, the sushi's a lot better than where I'm from in North Carolina. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's Prove it. Bro, uh, I don't breaking news. Yeah, Seattle bro. has North cold, Carolina cold beat on sushi. Cal Raleigh. Oh. <laughs> the hot take of the day. Uh, so Damn. is it – I, I, I got to ask you this. Is it 54% better or is it more than 54% better <laughs> with Dude, sushi? We're, we're saving you because – it's going to get asked for a long time, and it's spring training day one. You're going to see T-shirts. It's the whole thing. So you guys are, are going to have to answer for it. Oh yeah, it's it's you know it's been all over on Twitter, and I've got numerous texts this off season, and um, you know that's it. I don't really have much. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> we played. We get it, dude. Wait, listen, we. I mean, Kratz, Well, not Scott. Scott doesn't play. Nope. Scott looks like he played. Yeah, but last night listen. he actually got he actually got mistaken. Somebody goes, "Hey, you play right now?" Scott was like, "Oh." He goes, 
No, 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 not, not at all, not at all. Oh, it's not about me. <laughs> uh, so no, but as a player, listen, we go into the season and, and especially the Mariners the last couple of years, and you make the playoffs, and then you you just miss it this year, last day of the year. But you're trying to win every game as a player. So to me, the thing that gets me, and again, you can laugh and say no comment, I get it. But I want to win 100 percent of the games, and to hear the guy that's in the, the leading your squad and say. We're only trying to win a little bit over half of the games. I, I don't know that that would that would hurt me as a player because I, does that mean I only got to give fifty four percent of my effort every game to try to you know uh, that's that's the thing. The quote was I know he says like it was kind of taken. You have to look at the bigger bigger context of the quote, and I get that. But still, man, I want to hear my leader, my team that's that's making the run for the players say, dude, we're trying to win the World Series. We're trying to win every damn game because I know when I was playing. I was behind the plate. I was trying to win every inning, every pitch, every game. Not, not. Oh, we we slide this one and be okay. Like, screw that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I don't really have a comment on it as far as you know. You'd have to ask Jerry about that. Um, that's kind of his. Uh, can, you, can you get him on kinda, for us? Can you get him to come deal. on for us? That's his deal. You know, it's like you said, you're you're going out every day. And I know every guy in our clubhouse goes out and we're trying to win 100 percent of our games and we're trying to, you know, play as hard as we can. And, um, you know, uh, that's kind of that's how we see it. And that's kind of how the players see it. And uh, his comments, you know, I don't think he meant it at the time, but, you know, um, we're just, you know, we go out and we're trying to win as many games we possibly can. And um, I think, you know, that was kind of through an analytic, uh, lens is what he was talking about. I'm not, you know, putting words in his mouth. It's kind of, you know, probably how he was talking about it at the time. And, you know, I just, you know, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way for sure. Kyle, what do you think about the rest of the division right now? What's worked well for them? I mean, obviously you can start with the team that won the world series, the Texas Rangers, you know, and how much their team changed over a short period of time and also Houston just being there year after year. Um, but yet it, what I called actually by the end of the year, probably the top division in baseball. I know there's a bottom to it, Oakland, separate story, but um, the top of your division was insane. Yeah, I mean, you saw it this year with the Astros and the Rangers, uh, two really good teams. Um, it. You know, it was crazy how quickly the Rangers turned it around and by going out, signing guys, uh, adding the right pieces, uh, you know, it was really impressive. And, you know, that was a complete 180 of what they were last year. So hats off to them. I think also adding, you know, Bochy was a great move as well. He's a he's a great manager. I think, you know, I, I heard great things about him, uh, you know, as, you know, players kind of talk throughout, throughout the league a little bit. And, um, I think it was just kind of a match made in heaven with him and then getting a few players, getting some guys healthy, and uh, they started rolling, and you saw saw how it worked for them. And then you look uh, on the, you know, a little more south in Houston, and they've been unbelievable for the past few years. They're, they're one of the toughest teams to play, I think, in the league. Every time we play them, it's, it's a dogfight. And there's just something about Houston. I don't know what it is. Every time we play them, it's tough, and they uh, – they scratch and claw and they can really push the ball. It doesn't matter. You know, it seems like they're just getting new guys every year, restocking and they always got great arms. And, um, you know, obviously that lineup, especially when you're playing at home, I know they had a weird record this year, but typically at home, they're unbelievable. there. So you saw the Rangers at the end of the season, 
would you have said, I think this is a World Series team at the end of the season? You <clears> saw them a couple times in September. Would you have said that? And Or is it something that you look at it and go, dang, <clears throat> they won the World Series? Like, we were actually closer than we thought we were. Yeah, I mean, we weren't very far off. I mean, we, we, we were out by one game to both, you know, the Astros and the Rangers. And that's what kind of, you know, stings the most is it's one game. It wasn't like it was five games, came up short, you know, a week before the season ended. It was the, you know, uh, second to last game of the year where we got balanced. And that kind of went hurt. And, um, but, you know, we were, we were closer, you know, we had a chance. We just didn't get it done. And that kind of falls on us as the players in the clubhouse. We, we were playing well. We just hit a little cold stretch um, there at the end and, you know, couldn't make up enough ground. And we lost a few games in Texas. And, yeah, they were a great team all year. They were um, – I had no doubt. I thought they were going to go in playoffs. And I thought they were going to play really well. They were, they were playing well. And, obviously, you, you kind of heard about the bullpen struggles. And um, at the time, everybody was kind of concerned about their bullpen, this, that. And then – you know, the way they pieced it together in the playoffs was unbelievable, and I think that's a credit to, you know, Bochi and his staff. So were you cheering for the Rangers or the Diamondbacks and your boy Seawald to win a World Series? <laughs> uh, I didn't really have a have a preference on who won. I mean, it was, uh, you know, they were kind of two different stories, you know. It was kind of the, the small team as in the Dimebacks that nobody thought was going to make it. And then the Rangers were super hot and were kind of stacked. And um, I, I didn't have a preference. I mean, obviously, you know, I love Paul and would have loved to see him win a World Series, but I didn't I didn't have any uh, skin in the game. So we're going to tell Paul because he's coming <laughs> on soon. So we're going to tell him you said that. So you better have said that with your chest. So like, Oh, Paul knows. We, we, we're, we're already uh, – we already talked about plenty. We had a golf trip earlier this off season that we went on, so he's uh, we're all we're in the loop. So, how did that golf trip go? It went did great. Take his we, cash. We did. It was actually uh, we won. My uh, my group won. I was with on Paul's team. Um, we went to Pinehurst. It was unbelievable. It was great. That's awesome. That's it. That so you were on his team, but you weren't cheering for him to win the World Series. I get it. I, I mean, I get it. That's fine. <laughs> I, I no skin in the game. It wasn't wasn't my call. <laughs> They're not on the same team, so he, you know, he didn't care. Yeah, that, really, is, that is cares when he's on his team. We see how it is. We hit we hit that one time, like, but now he's got Seawald and Suarez on the same team, so now he's got two of his guys, two buddies, Diamondbacks. So now That's it's true. <laughs> They're fine. They got good catching, so <laughs> yeah. you won't be going down to Arizona. You would hit like 900 dingers in a season if you played in Arizona. <laughs> a great Jeez. place to hit. Uh, it's Ooh. no Cincinnati or Philly, but it is a great place to hit. Do you smoke a golf ball, by the way, Kyle? What? Yeah, I mean, distance isn't the problem. It's just the going left and right that seems to be the issue. So <laughs> it's and uh, putting. Do you have a number? Like, what's, you know, how, how much you're smoking a uh, golf ball right now? Like the swing speed or whatever? Or no, Anything. distance. Oh, distance? Yeah. I mean, when I'm in Arizona, it's well over, you know, 300 easy. I mean, it's, you know, the distance, it's kind of like baseball out there. You know, the ball travels a little further and, you yeah. know, it's uh, when I get into one, I can crush it. So yeah, that means he smokes it. Wait, do you play left or righty? Play right. Yeah. I never had any, there was never any, like when you're, you know, just swinging a club, finding one, nobody ever has a lefty club. So you just, I just picked it up right. So. Got no it. big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about what you get to catch, though, on an everyday basis. 
the, the guys you have running out there, Gilbert and Kirby and Castillo, and then you, you know, Munoz and the arms you guys, it's got to be awesome, dude. To be a catcher, you're just like, especially a young catcher, and you got, you got some veterans, but you have a mix of youngsters in there. Gosh, you're like, oh man, oh sorry, we have Castillo today. Oh, we got Gilbert tomorrow. Oh, we got Kirby. Oh, oh, it's the ninth. We're bringing in Munoz with those 112. I mean, that's pretty good luxury to have, Cal. Yeah, uh, the arms on our our team are unbelievable. You know, you you start with the starters, and like you just said, all those guys, and uh, we didn't have Robbie Ray this year, which which hurt. You know, he won the Cy Young and uh, was a 21, but. Um, you know, our arms are unbelievable. That's where our team, that's where it starts for sure. It's kind of our bread and butter um, with those guys. And they were great all year, you know, especially for being really young guys. You look at like Logan, George, those guys are only two, three, two years and barely one, two years into the league. And then we had two uh, other starters that were rookies and, you know, they did a great job and uh, kind of ran out of steam there at the end, but they were, they were great all year as well. And uh, obviously you had uh you know, Marco, Robbie, those guys were hurt. So it's a, it's a fun staff to catch, that's for sure. It's a lot of stuff coming at you. Who challenges you the most, whether it's about <clears throat> game plan or shaking you off or whatever, pressing? Can, can you press a button on Pitchcom and be like, no? <laughs> <laughs> press it and be like, throw the pitch, idiot. <laughs> press it again. <laughs> press it again. I don't know. Uh guy who challenges me the most, uh, I don't know. They're all our guys are really good to work with. I know that's kind of uh, cliche to say, but they're awesome. I love working with our guys. They're really, uh, you know, you can communicate with them. You can talk to them. Some are really easy going. Um, I always said that Logan Gilbert has a has a hard head for sure. Um, but I roomed with him for three, four years coming up through the minors before we even got to the big leagues together. So we have a good relationship. I was in his wedding. Um, I think he just likes to give me a hard time more than anything. So. I like that. You need that, though. Definitely. You can yeah, sit, keep, <laughs> keep you in check. Yeah, keep you in check. But you got to give them a hard time, too, because you're out there every single day. I think there's one oh. time you need to be like, if he sh- if you push the button, you push the pitch com, fastball. And he's like, shakes off, and you go, fastball. He shakes <laughs> off again. You just go, fastball, 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 fastball. One time, it's like, it'd be kind of like punching somebody in the face. You get a little more street cred, and then, then he'd be like, okay, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. But then the pitch clock runs out. It's okay. It's only one pitch. <laughs> He's going to throw 100 that game. It's only one pitch. Yeah. Sometimes you got to call time. You know, I'll press it multiple times. You get multiple shakes. You walk out there and you're – I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, but, you, you know, you're like, hey, what you thinking? And they're just not <laughs> on the same page. They're not thinking the right things. But um, it's uh, – yeah, sometimes, you know, as a catcher, you just have that kind of inkling or you know that what pitch needs to be thrown at that time and then – uh, you know, some guys, like I said, are a little hard-headed and, you know, want to get guys out a certain way, and you kind of have to talk some sense into them sometimes. Kickers. Yeah. Yeah. Special teams players. Kickers. Kickers. <laughs> I'm, this this catcher talk is going on right now. <laughs> I'm out of it. But, Cal, dude, great to have you on. Appreciate you. Um, enjoy the off season and enjoy that pitching step. We'll see you in spring training for it. Yeah, looking forward to it. See you guys.